What's up, everybody? It's your favorite idiots, Kyler, Tyler, and Preston. And we're back for the sixth and final episode of the Screaming Idiots Show. Season one. Mm. <laughs> got him! I hope I got some some of you. I had We had to create a little bit of dramatic flair, right? So I'm sure you're all wondering what the hell that means, right? So we've got... As we've mentioned in some earlier shows, some big things coming down the pipe. And we had to figure out how we were going to orchestrate that. And we, we bounced ideas off each other for a while and we finally came up or came, came to the conclusion of how we're going to do this. And basically <laughs> we're going to be grinding our asses into the dirt for the next few weeks to record what we're calling season two. And we're going to do this during a short break, if you will, in releasing episodes. So this episode here will be the final episode of what we're calling season one. And we're going to take a couple weeks and really grind out season two. And I promise you guys, it's going to be worth the wait. We've already lined up uh, several guests for season two. Um, Excited for all. Oh, man. You know, we've got some. Some different bands that have some members that are going to come on and chat with us, you know, uh, working on some some different figures in the music industry um, as well to give their insight um, on working within within you know the the local side of music and and maybe some folks uh, that that have worked on some bigger stuff. So stay tuned for that. Mm. But you know, we 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 are going to be working our asses off, basically, right, boys? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's going to be a grind, but. It's all for the right reasons. It is for nothing but pure love for what we're doing. I can I can assure you that. Yep. So how yep. we're how we're gonna do this is while we, you know, take this break and we get these these episodes for season two recorded, we're also going to be finalizing our new logo and branding, which we have mentioned. Um I believe we mentioned that in episode Last three. Two episodes? Episode three, I think. Maybe. Episode two or three. So we're going to be finalizing that. We've seen There's a, enough that I'm losing track. Yeah. Yeah. We we have seen a sneak peek of the logo and I, you guys are going to love it. I I can assure you you're going to love it. It'll it'll really if you know us, you'll see it and go, "Yep, that's those guys." It'll match the name of the show perfectly, so stay tuned for that. And with that comes, you know, the website that we'd mentioned, you know, working on uh to so you guys have access to to everything the Screaming Idiots show including um, you know, blogs that we might be working on, um, as well as merch. So that's coming down the pipe too. And we're really excited about that. So we're going to be working our butts off here in the next uh, few weeks for, for you guys and for us. And, and it's going to take a lot of hours outside of, you know, our jobs and, mm-hmm. and our families, but it is all going to be worth it. And I know that you guys feel the exact same. Yeah. So I mean, Kind of goes back to something I was talking about on episode two or three, where I was trying to understand, I really didn't expect that first episode Kyler and I did to really go anywhere. I know there's a lot of people, (laughs) a lot of people out there like, sweet, let's record a podcast just out of the blue and they'll record a few episodes and it just doesn't do anything. And after that first episode uh, with the you know, the response we got, I had asked myself, I was like, what, 
what's got y'all listening to this? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is we understand that a lot of you guys out there don't have the opportunity to have these kind of conversations, but there's so many of you that actually relate to the conversations we're having. And not only that, but, uh, you know, some people have commented on kind of the rawness and the genuine feelings that we talk about in relation to the music that we listen to. And so there's a lot of people out there that really don't get the opportunity to express how they feel about the music that they listen to and why they listen to the music they listen to. Like we talked about with Derek, you know, he explained, he explained his life story to be able to explain why he listens to what he listens to. And so we understand there's a lot of you out there that are listening for that reason. And we've also noticed kind of a jump in other artists listening. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with Preston and I talking about our experience with being in a local band, I kind of mentioned this too. We're we're relating to the 90% out there. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what you said. And I can't, I cannot stress enough how many times I have been asked questions from smaller bands that are playing like their first couple of shows or something like that. And they've seen that we're, we've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, these guys will ask me questions that to me seem kind of silly. Hey man, how how do I get shirts made? Mm Mm-hmm fuck you mean how you get shirts made like that's the dickhead personality and that's that's the dickhead personality in me but like i've been around this all my life and so i forget what it's like for some people who haven't been around this and they don't really know where to get the information from you know you type in how to get shirts made in google and all you're going to get is fifty thousand pages yeah of uh shirt printers out there marketing their website yep and marketing their company to get you to order your shirts through them but it doesn't really explain like you know how you go about picking who you're going to go with yeah and and a lot of those websites are not to get on a tangent but like custom ink you're going to pay fucking 30 to 40 dollars for a product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's way yeah, overpriced. So it's, it's being able to understand, like, there's a lot of artists out there, a lot of small bands just getting started that have a great product. They have great music. They just don't know how to operate the business side of things. And that's why I went to school for it. I had, I just had to understand more of the business behind music because there's so much there's so many moving parts when you when you listen to a band that's on the radio or you know maybe artists like Polaris and stuff that aren't on the radio but you know they are gaining popularity in their niche um and it's like how how are they doing that Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand what goes into getting to that level. 
And so I think having more conversations around, you know, things like we talked about with Derek, with, um, you know, the music business, kind of some of the legal things to look out for. And I'm excited to have, have some people on that can really help explain in a not so dickish way that I would mm-hmm. <laughs> how to uh how to go about some of these things. And we have a couple couple guys lined up that have been doing this for a while and, and way longer than us. Guys and gals, I should say. They've yeah. worn multiple hats and so they can help explain some of this stuff. And you know, with with my background I can maybe explain some of the uh detail detailed business side of of what they're talking about and so then we also just look at why why we enjoy doing this you know what i mean and as a pod or as a band as a pod yeah Yeah. and so after the first few episodes i started getting really really excited about getting in here Recording these episodes and making each episode better than the next. Oh my God, mm-hmm. yes. And if you guys remember episode four ending with Derek, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he summed it up perfectly with mm-hmm. those two words. Yeah, and that I mean that episode was was incredible to us at least to us. To us. At least. No, no, no. And it's not just us yeah. because the feedback that at least I've gotten was, has been Yeah, it was that and we said it, you know, like this is going to be our best episode, and yep. people are like, "Yo, Derek brought the juice, man." <laughs> that shit. He, I'm telling you what, and I, we told him this too. He set the bar really fucking high for every future yep. guest. So everybody yep. that's listening, that's coming on the show in the next few weeks, be on your game because Derek set the bar high. We can't wait to run it back. And get we him can't back on make here. him nervous though. Yeah, well, he was nervous. <laughs> he was nervous, and look yep. what he did. No, I think. Um, the coolest part about this, we've talked about it ad nauseum by now, but we created we created this whole thing out of our love for talking about music. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we had an idea where it was going to go or our own ideas this whole time, but each week as we've done that, I mean, we talk every day now, so it's like there's a new idea every single day for what we can do in the future, and I'm just, I'm excited for you all to be a part of this with us and we hope it does what we want it to do. Yeah, and I mean, we were sitting here talking before we hit the record button and saying, how awesome is it to, you know, be able to put this content out just talking about what we love and what we've come to find out, which we already knew, but just the affirmation that so many other people love too. And I promise you guys, and I don't mean to sound arrogant when I say this, but there's no one out there, at least that we know of, that is doing what we're doing, that is providing a platform in which musicians can come on and express their emotions and their journeys and their stories and their why for what they're doing. And just music fans can come on or listen and and relate to and feel like mm-hmm. they're a part of this with us. You know, we're doing this just as much for you guys as we are for us because, one, mm-hmm. we enjoy the shit out of this. Yep. Um, it is It is so much fun to do. But hearing back from everybody that listens is is what makes it all worth it. What makes the late nights of recording and and leaving our families to come do this and putting in the the time after work to 
you know, me, I've been reading a book that Tyler gave me, you know, about doing things like this and doing them successfully. And, you know, it makes it all worth it. Um, so again, it is a good book. It is a good book. You want to pl- plug that book real quick? Yeah. So I'll, I'll plug the book. So, uh, <clears throat> if, you have looked into social media marketing in any capacity over the last 10 to maybe 12 years, uh, maybe even longer. You've probably heard the name Gary V. And yep. Gary V has put out several books. And when I first stumbled upon him, it was through school. So even. Even in the marketing classes I was in, um, we were looking at what Gary Vee was doing and what he was teaching. And so I I ended up picking up this book that I I didn't read until um, after I'd been out of school for about a year or so. And I read this book, and it was inspiring, but also somewhat educational on mind on mind piece. So your, your mindset, um, uh, being so important in anything that you do, whether it's a normal job or professional sports, uh, Mm -hmm. player or a musician or whatever it is, mindset's a big, a big piece of it. And, you know, believing that what you're doing can be successful on some level. You know, it might not be this multi-million dollar idea that you're doing, but even if it brings you as much money as you're already making, isn't that what success is? Yeah. Yep. It is. Doing what you love for a living. And so he talks a lot about, you know, the mindset piece and then kind of how to get there. No, it's a great book. I've I've enjoyed it. It's called Crush It. And he has he ended up putting out a follow up to that book as technology started to advance a little bit and certain trends started to change. And um yeah, I'll, I'll be passing that on to you next. Yeah, I know. That's my next uh reading material homework. So another thing that, you know, we wanted to touch on just so, you know, we want to keep you guys in the loop on everything we're doing. So we've talked about the break. We've talked about season two. We've talked about logo, website, merch, all of that. The next piece that we want to cover is Patreon. And what we have decided to do with Patreon is use it for your guys' advantage. And what we mean by that is since we're going to be recording all of season two within the coming three to four weeks, We are going to, we've already started a Patreon page. Let me just say this. It's not live, but we have started and constructed a Patreon page. When all of season two is completed, a week before we start releasing episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, all of that, we're going to drop the entire season on Patreon at once. We set the subscription price low at $5 a month. Because we're not in this for money. Nope. So we set it low. I mean, I, I, I subscribe to some stuff that's $25 a month. So I feel like we're, we're keeping the price really low uh, to make it easy and accessible for everybody. Um, 
So any of our subscribers that subscribe to the Backstage Pass, we're calling it, will get instant access to all episodes of Season 2 all at once. You won't have to wait for a weekly release. You'll be able to binge it all. Yep. And it's just like with a Netflix series, right? Yeah. You, you yep. find a Netflix show you like and you want to binge it. Well, if you if you subscribe to our Backstage Pass, you'll be able to not only binge uh, or at least have access to all of Season 2, but you'll also get access to any and all bonus content that we are going to start working on, whether that's a, a quick uh, breakdown of a, a new album or a new song or uh, just a, a fan request. You know, we, we've added a feature in, in our Patreon where you guys can interact with us and send in requests and, and things like that. So our subscribers are going to get all of the backstage, behind-the-scenes access you can ask for for 5 bucks a month. So if you want to do that, you can go and get on the wait list. You can just look up the Screaming Idiots show on Patreon and, and enter in your email and, and you'll be notified when the page goes live. There's also a link to that wait list on our Twitter page at TSIS podcast. Um, so you feel free to hop on the hop on the wait list. Um, and if if not, you just want to hear the, the episodes as they release weekly. There's that's perfectly fine, too. Fine. As long as y'all are listening, that's all we care about. But we wanted to give. You know, our most loyal uh, listeners, the, the folks that have been with us from day one, um, a little benefit there of being able to hear it all at once. So and also interact with us one on one. You guys have anything else you want to add to that? Yeah. So, you know, the idea was essentially anytime Netflix drops a series and I start that series, I have to binge. The entire season that they dropped. And it's something about me where I have I have a hard time starting something and not finishing it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it'll drive me absolutely fucking insane. So I end up, you know, poor time management. <laughs> I will go through and I will Just binge. Just like that show weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I will go through and I will binge the entire season. And so we understand that there's people just like that out there that uh, may want to, um, you know, go through and just binge a whole season. And so when we decided we were going to split this up in seasons to try to make it a little easier on us so that we can just kind of grind out a, a few weeks and have yeah. content for, you know, Month, Almost two, two months. months, pretty much. Yeah. Well, so it, it allows for stuff that may get in the way and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because right. we want, we're not doing this the for a one living. thing. <laughs> we want, yeah, the one thing we want this to be is consistent. Yeah. Um, I think that's all what we strive for, regardless of what it is. But especially this is especially for you guys that yeah. are that are listening. Yeah. We want to make sure that we are doing what we say we're going to do. Right. So you we know, don't want there to be any cliffhangers or anything. We under want promise, over deliver. Structured. Yeah. So, Tyler, go ahead, buddy. Did you cover everything you wanted to cover? I feel like I had something else to say, but I don't remember. We cut him off just like we're You cut him off. You cut him off. I cut you. You're guilty of it, too. (laughs) You're fine. So, I guess guess the the final thing I'll land on is that we, the expectation is that several people maybe sign up for one month um, and subscribe for the one month so that they can binge the season. Um, and then cancel their subscription. So 
you know, if that's what you want to do, feel free. I, I encourage it. That's kind of the expectation. But what we will be trying to do is do more of the uh, business side mm-hmm. content to be able to post on Patreon uh, so that for those who really want to learn, yeah, you'll have that content on there so that you can go through and try to figure some of this shit out and, and we can help you through the process. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out to yeah. any of us individually or um, on TikTok. I don't, Patre- you can reach I don't know the Patreon. handles or Patreon. It's all T-S-I-S podcast. And yeah. you can you can yeah. request content. And the the interesting thing is we have the setup now where we can easily come in here and, and cover quick quick topics for 20 to 30 minutes and be able to post those those episodes on the Patreon account um, a lot easier than we can uh, through the Apple podcast mm-hmm. and Spotify and all that stuff. And, you know, from there, it's it's a way for you guys to help support us because I got people interested in on interested in coming and, and being on the podcast, but they live far away. So we're we're trying to offer them some compensation to be able to come out, uh, show a little hospitality when they're here. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to cost a little money to get some of these people on. And if you want to be part of that, feel free. We appreciate you ahead of time. And just to show you further how much more dedicated we are, I mean, we just, we just as a group and, you know, mostly you, Tyler, just put a lot of money into mm-hmm. making this show better with these if you're watching us on YouTube these new mics the mic stands the cords i mean we, yeah. a couple g's on all this stuff it, and it's, it hurt to put the credit card <laughs> but when that <laughs> box so came in. from sweetwater you were on the phone telling us like boys <laughs> he was giddy <laughs> he was giddy i mean we 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 are dedicated to making this as good as we possibly can and Spending money is is part of that, so we have no problem spending a little money to make it, everything a better experience for you guys. So, I think that's all that we needed to cover on the open segment. Again, just a reminder: this will be the last episode of season one. Taking a short break, and we're coming back with a fucking vengeance. Oh, absolutely! So you guys go. are going to hear music at the up. beginning and the end of the episodes. It's going. I mean, we're. It'll be a whole. It'll, it'll be, be a, a whole new show. It'll yep. be a production. Yeah, like we said, we're not just doing a, we're not just building a podcast. We're building a brand. We're making, we're we're starting a movement. So, well, there's that, boys. Sweet, we got that covered. It's rock and roll, man. (laughs) Well, let's talk about screaming evidence for a second, and some of the shows coming up this summer, and in particular, one that. I think everybody, at least in, in, in Ohio, gets Southern Ohio gets excited about in the Barnyard Bash. Mm-hmm. So I know that uh, there's already been most of the lineup announced and a uh, pretty solid lineup this year. Very solid lineup. Um, Anybody different as, than last year? Um, I haven't seen it. Very consistent, and that's where I can't say who is on the lineup as of now. So gotcha. it hasn't been completely released. Um, but I think... Anybody in the surrounding area will want to come to this show. There's going to be a big headliner that has 
toured with bands like August Burns Red, Era, like Miles to Flames, Flames. Mm, There's a big list. Yeah, so this show, like Miles to Flames, this show will be the best show of the year for us, most likely, Uh, and it always is. Yeah, and I'm excited to contribute toward this show and make it even better. So I, I don't know the date of it. I know it's you, August 30th. August 30th. And it's it'll be yep. here at the uh, Fayette County Fairgrounds in Washington Courthouse, Ohio. So August 30th. You got a time on that? Um, I think they normally start music around 5. Gotcha. Yeah, typically around 5, but maybe doors open around 3. I guess barn doors open. Barn doors open at 3. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good show. I mean, it's, it's... Oh, it's a blast, man. A lot of people show blast. up to that. Um. It'll be, you know, I hope to, as a podcast, be there and maybe do some side recordings and, and interview uh, some bands before the music if we can. Um, I think that'd be super cool. So we're, we've already uh, had some conversations with the promoter for this show about that yep. because he is a listener of the pod. So thank you for that. I don't know if we should name drop him, but anyways. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know who you are He's if you're out listening. there. You know who you are if you're listening. So. I'm excited about it. Is there any other ones you guys got coming up this summer? I know there's there was the one Couple on potential shows that were just offered to us. Tyler, I'll let you. Yeah, so plug we those. we were offered uh, our pick of a couple different shows. Um, we haven't agreed on which shows we're yeah, going we to play. Need to figure that out. Um, and then I would like to get us a, a few more shows booked for the summer, um, but the problem is right now. Um, our main priority is new songs. Yeah. And so part of, you know, that we, we talked a little bit about an order that was made. (laughs) (laughs) So we got a lot of equipment, um, to be able to start recording more and being able to do more for ourselves, uh, here in our space, because we are fortunate to be able to have the space that we do to play in. Just like Derek said a couple weeks ago. What'd he say? <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> I went mind blank. My mind blanked oh, out for a second. Just no. like Derek said a couple weeks ago. No, you're Holy right. shit. <laughs> know your rights and own your shit. And that's that's another step that we're taking forward as a band as well. Yeah, so we're just we're trying to own our own shit, be able to put our own shit together. But most importantly, it's going to allow us to put content out faster because mm-hmm. we've been releasing stuff like every few, like three or four years. <laughs> yeah. It's not a great way to, to really build schedule. momentum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not a great way to be able to build momentum. And that's really what you need uh, to kind of break through the noise out there is to to build momentum and it's it's release content build it up get to where it's starting to plateau and starting to fall off and have something ready to go to keep that momentum going up and we just haven't been able to go at a speed that would allow us to do that um covid really killed a lot of that Mm -hmm. um for us but yeah i mean it's the the big focus is the new music and being able to set ourselves up to be able to release content faster, build momentum, and really catapult ourselves forward. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I have too much to add there, but 
I think you made a good point. We don't want to overextend ourselves when it comes to playing out, uh, which we obviously love doing. But there's a focus um, and a need right now to have our new material taken care of and make each and every show we play even better than the one before. So really it's just a matter of getting all this new material out there, getting used to recording here um, at our spot. And I'm excited for all of it. Yeah, and I guess if I were to give any advice to any of those uh, musicians out there that um, have been hopping on to get some piece of advice from us on how to approach your business uh, as a musician, don't get too caught up in trying to play shows. Uh, We talked about it a little bit um, on one of our earlier episodes where you know, bands will throw a few songs together real quick and they'll go out and start playing shows. But if you're not worth your customer's time, if you're not worth your fans' time, they're not going to support you. And so focus on the craft, focus on your product before you release it. Otherwise, it's going to fall on its face. Mm-hmm. And so we, we had a band that we, we played with a few times and Preston, you and I were big fans of them, uh, Fate of Orion. Yeah. They didn't start playing shows until they had been playing together and writing songs and practicing the shit out of those songs for at least a year. Yeah. Yep. And as soon as they went out and started playing shows, they captivated their fucking audience. Yeah, I mean, they, we they had grabbed fans our attention. Of, fans of ours, um, fans of other bands that are at those shows that were asking, who the hell are these guys? And, I'll still listen to their yeah, album. Yep. Yep. It wasn't the greatest production, but the songs were fucking They're fantastic. Damn good songs. Damn good songs. Yep. The one time I saw them live, unfortunately, the sound was shit. There so. was a sound issue. Yeah. <laughs> but you could tell. He was in a big metal room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was in a barn. Full disclosure, it was in a barn. So, uh, but you could you could tell their talent was evident. Their, uh, their guitarist, especially, is. He's His three ability. Piece, three piece. The yeah, things three, that yeah, he's playing on the guitar, but also singing at the same time, gave scary. me, like, made me dizzy. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck's happening? What the fuck? How are you doing that, bro? <laughs> you have, like, two brains. <laughs> no, and I feel that way about Waste of White. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, man. Those dudes jam. They fucking Absolutely jam. So, jam. My, my guy, Daniel. Yeah, hopefully Daniel and Andrew are listening. I hope, yeah. So, Waste of Light is another local band that these guys, Preston and Tyler, have have played with a couple times, and I am a fucking huge fan yep. because they jam. They, they got are, that they got that piece of thrash metal that just it gets me. It gets it, Kyler. It gets but me, they, man. If, but they if also you, sound like like Creed almost. But because Daniel Daniel's voice here we go. has uh, here we go. <laughs> Shout out Waste of White. Here we go. Let's go Waste of White. Okay. Daniel's voice has that raspy, pissed off. He does, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of Matt Heffy, <laughs> too, I feel. It, it, it just, I'm telling you, man, like, they're, they are they are that one, quote-unquote, local band that I just put in that rotation yeah. with the, the bands that I listen to every day. Yep. You know, the Eras, the Polaris, the Moths, all that. I've got Waste of White in mm-hmm. there because they fucking jam they and do. some of the shit that daniel plays while he's singing and he's singing that good and scream i'm like 
Now, well, Andrew, not Andrew. Andrew's the drummer. Andrew's the drummer. Yeah, yep. their bassist does a lot of the screaming to him. Yeah, he does. His name. He's I'm nasty. sorry, brother. I, he's he's got a nasty, nasty scream to him. Yep. So that I just <laughs> <laughs> got me off on a tangent. But shout out, and those boys are young. They have yeah, a they are shit young. ton of potential. They do. Oh, absolutely. They're young. Daniel, big time hunter, like myself too. Yep. So he's always out there putting putting. They're out there from the ones, sticks too, though. Yeah, man, yeah. putting them big ones on the ground. So. Um, shout out Waste of White. You guys keep fucking killing it. And if you're listening to the pod, go check out Waste of White. Yes. You will not be Do disappointed. It now. Fate of Orion too. I mean, that's another one to go go check out. So and Do also it. while we're on this topic, I mentioned it to the guys before the show, but I've had several people reach out to me, <clears throat> excuse me, that have listened to the pod and then told me, Hey, I went and checked out Screaming Evidence while I was listening to the pod and I I, I love their shit. Cool. Thank you so much for going out and checking these guys out too, because that's that's a uh, I guess an inadvertent advantage of doing this pod is giving right. the band exposure. So, but to see it actually working is fucking awesome. So, thank you everybody that has gone out and checked out Screaming Evidence music. So yes, thank definitely you. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah. So, I think that More you to got, come. Yeah, and good shit to I come. Promise. Too. I promise. A lot better than what really you really good shit to come. So. Um, I think you guys, Tyler, you were talking about how, you know, yeah, we could go play a bunch of live shows, but man, we really need to get this new music figured out. You guys have done a much better job of getting your priorities straight. Mm -hmm. And I think you touched on that with what you said. Like, Hey, if you're a, if you're a local band and you're listening to this, don't focus so much on playing live shows. I think inadvertently what you're saying is have your priorities straight and getting your sound right and writing good music is more important than going out and just so banging some shit more, so much you threw important. together in a parking lot at a live show playing mm -hmm. five or six songs two of them being covers you know what i mean and there's nothing wrong with playing covers i'm just saying get your priorities straight write good music hone your craft find your unique sound mm -hmm. and perfect it before you start going out on the road right I mean, I think that's kind of what I wouldn't say at. perfected. Yeah, because it's going to evolve regardless. You, you get will, what I'm saying. Yeah. You will drive yourself mad trying to be, quote unquote, perfect. Don't oh, be perfect. Sure. Be good enough to captivate your audience and get people interested in coming to the next show. Yeah. I think that's extremely important because the, the people that come to your show are your customers. Well, and that's what so. we, we've noticed, or at least I've noticed, I'm sure you noticed way before me, but with Screaming Evidence, because we live in Podunk, Washington Courthouse, you know, we'll we'll travel to Columbus to play a show, or we'll travel south or travel west to the Dayton area to play a show, and what we have to do, because we're smack dab, I would say in the middle of all this, but still a decent amount ways we're away. at least an hour away from any major city yeah yeah so we have to go into every show that we play especially bigger ones that we know are you know a bigger deal like we have to get at least two three fans here in order to build build a fan base that will travel with us as we bounce around yeah and i think you guys have done a really good job of doing that and it's all about building relationships it's <clears throat> They might like your music, but you need to speak with those people at those shows and get an idea about being, them. Being in a band or being the host of a podcast, mm -hmm. the hosts, plural, of a podcast is no different than being in sales, right? You are selling yourself. Yeah. You're not, you're not selling your music. I mean, you are, but in a way, you are selling yourself as the product. Mm -hmm. And 
your your relationships that you build along the way are what are going to carry you to success. Whatever level of success you wish to have as a band, as a podcast, as a whatever the hell, an underwater basket weaver. I don't care what it is. Beautiful. Shout out Mr. McNamara, <laughs> fizz science freshman year. So that relation, those relationships that you build are what are going to determine your level of success, right? Yeah, and I, I think, think you guys. We've important. talked about it before. You guys do a fantastic job of fan engagement and and getting them to not just support you, but support other bands that mm-hmm. might be on the bill, the show bill, or go check out so and so's music. You know, you guys are getting your fans involved in the experience of the music that mm-hmm. you're involved with, right? Yep. Whether it's what you guys are playing or your counterparts that you're playing with. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's why Screaming Evidence fans, for example, do such a great job of supporting, you know, local bands. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the relationships you've built with those fans. So, Tyler, what do you have to add to that? I've got nothing. <laughs> Full disclosure, <clears throat> this episode has no script other than the, which not like any of them ever have a script, but we always bounce ideas off of each other. But we this one, guide, was, I would say, typically. We have, we have an idea. Yeah. This one, there was none. This is all off the cuff other than the open segment in which we talked about. <laughs> so I do want to talk about <clears throat> real quick without giving away any heavy metal hot takes that we're going to have. What y'all been listening to here the past week? We've been jamming. Ooh. Well, Tyler, you or me first. You go ahead, homie. Okay. So, inadvertently shouting out a band. This is a band I feel as if I've heard of before. Um, but I believe their newest album recently dropped because I was scrolling on YouTube in my huggle the other night. In huggle. <laughs> and uh, something about the, the mix, we've talked about it before, the mix of rap, metal, rock. Um, and especially they're, these guys, they can write the hell out of a chorus. Their chorus will captivate you and it will bring Ooh, you I in. I think I know who you're talking about. And this band is Nothing Nowhere. Yep. And this may be a band that everybody listening has heard before. For whatever reason, I had never came around to them. Or maybe I did and didn't realize it at the time. Uh, but the newest album, it's pretty damn good. So Nothing Nowhere. Um, other bands, I've been listening to the newest Greyhaven album. I can't get away from that album because it's incredible. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, They're amazing live is what they are. Yes. If you haven't listened to Greyhaven, please go listen to those guys. If you're anything like me, it might take you a while to truly get into them. But once you do, you will be locked in. Um, and I delved back into some old All That Remains. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah, so I delved back into some old This old is all. Remains. I mean, we all kind of know what we've been listening to because we – send it in the in the group yeah, chat we that we talk talked about, about but day. yeah dude you were listening to like fall of ideals all that remains right and overcome fall of ideals and overcome yep. yeah well so. and the other the other artist really quick and we'll get back on that the new nf album is incredible we'll get Absolutely back more incredible. on that more on that later so okay. uh what what uh damn it the name of the band is i just had a tyler moment that deathcore band you sent me with the uh, female vocalist. Oh, goodness gracious. They sound like a mix of Kill Switch and Kill Switch with Deathcore. What was it? I'm going to have to scroll all the way back. I feel bad for While you're doing that, Tyler, what have you, you been jamming, bro? So you guys actually 
may not know what I've been jamming. Have you been hiding shit, bro? Because I don't share everything in our group chat because... Well, this is the first I'm hearing of this, you son of a bitch. Well, it's because I know there's a lot of things that I listen to that maybe you guys don't really fuck with that much. So, like, I've been diving I back into... I shit. I know you do. But I've been listening to a lot of, uh, like, Iration and Rebulation. Oh, I love Rebulation. I don't know Iration. And, I thought um, that was one band name. Iration and Rebulation. No, it's two different bands. <laughs> it's two different bands. And oh, they're very... Quick, I found it. That band was Dying Wish, and I believe it was their newest single, Torn From Your Silhouette. And that song is gnarly. I'll touch on them in a minute. Continue, yep. Tyler. So yeah, I've I've been in a kind of a reggae mood uh, this past week. Soft. Well, you can say I'm soft, <laughs> but look, <laughs> hey, I love Revolution, man. I, I I'm just I love shit. me some reggae, yeah, man. And awesome. I I, I yeah. was a huge Sublime fan. Yeah, it's like too. two or three episodes um, in a row you've called him soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those fucking blisters are still there, bitch. You don't have shit like that. <laughs> I'd love to see you try. Anyway, <laughs> call me soft. <laughs> We're gonna have a throw he told me I was this. a shitty guitar player on yeah. episode four. He's a dick. Bro. He's get. He's canceled. And I did call you a dick on this show already. <laughs> Preston, you suck. Preston man. is canceled. He's done. All right, this is cancel culture. All right, but uh, I I really like reggae, and it's for me. It's it's my good mood music. I know mm. a lot of people. Typically, we'll we'll listen to like hip hop and you know party music and shit like that. I listen to reggae. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I will say is you would be surprised how much influence I pull bass wise mm. from some of these bands because there's a groove, baby. Reggae is is so much about the groove of the yep. song and that bass. And every song has to carry that. And they do a really good job of it. And, you know, I'll be listening to some of this stuff. And I'll, I'll add it to my my playlist just because of the bass line. And so through listening to them and going through, like, the similar artist shuffle, I've found a bunch of other bands in that realm that I've been listening to. But I, too, have been listening to a lot of the NF album. Yeah, I mean, you sent it to me the other morning. I didn't even realize he had a new album. Yeah, album. so well, I knew been, it was... It's been a week now, but... I knew it was coming, and I woke up that morning and had the notification that it released, and I was super excited. And then driving into work that morning, I was listening to it, and it... Oof. That was a, that was a long drive. But, yeah. uh, Felt like a lifetime. Yeah, so there's that, and I've honestly been playing some mac miller lately too there we go Love so me. i haven't i haven't really been listening to much metal okay however you did send that all of all that remains song mm-hmm. in the group chat and so one day in the gym i decided i was going to listen to that because i'm i'm not listening to reggae in the fucking gym that's, yeah that's just yeah. not what you do but uh, is he a you'd be in there you'd be in there trying to find the joints he's a gym gatekeeper <laughs> <laughs> he'd be trying to find the joints and trying to like touch women it's not <laughs> 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 look reggae is some some sexy shit so uh Ooh, we're going down a path 
Kyler just swallowed his chew. I did. I swallowed a whole fucking dip, man. Good thing I got ice cold Coors like to drink. But, uh, no, so I was listening to that All Speaking That Remains that. album, and I hadn't heard it in so long. There was really only the one album that I had ever really dove into from them, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So go ahead and plug that album because that was good. Uh, the All That Remains album? Mm-hmm. Uh, Overcome. That was, that was Overcome, um, And I'm sure a lot of the listeners, if if you're okay. into the kind of music yeah. we're, we're here on this show talking about, um, Overcome is an incredible album. Yeah, I mean, when you think about the, the Mount Rushmore of Metalcore, they're on it. They're, they're um, definitely on it. So, all right, well. I'll say really quick, and I don't want to delve too deep into a tangent, but it is what we do on this we show. We got time, bro. That's what we um, do. In regards to All That Remains... There was something at at the time that all that remained very similar. Here I am plugging Polaris again, but very similar to what Polaris did for me, where me and you say they just they just do something else for me, right? It just it feels like nobody else does mm-hmm. exactly what they do for me, and it would have been probably around two thousand nine. 2010 that me and you truly got into those guys it was right before we got our driver's licenses so yes okay okay so yes 2009 and i know we had probably heard their music before because six was on a guitar hero it was it was on guitar hero um but something about we've mentioned our influence of metallica Mm -hmm. they were thrashy yeah something about the way they i know it was like their tunings were dropped a half step down but they still stayed in a standard type tuning rather than a drop tuning with the top two, two strings. And it resonated with me. It was just like a, a heavier, grittier Metallica to me. With unclean vocals. With unclean vocals. And it kind of, what's the word, uh, shot me into really the, the harsher vocals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm absolutely grateful for all things all that remains. so you were you were the the which i loved all the remains i still do but you were the that was your band that was your polaris back in the it day. was yeah all that remains was it mine was bullet yep yep and bullet for my valentine for me was just like you said a reincarnation of metallica mm-hmm. they had the most gorgeous clean tone you would ever it hear they still beautiful. do there's no one that has a better clean tone than bullet Ooh. go back and listen to anything off the first three albums poison Scream, Aim, Fire, any of them, they have the most gorgeous clean tone ever. And Metallica had fantastic clean tone. So, and I thought that Bullet did a great job of combining thrash metal with hardcore, Mm -hmm. unclean vocals. And the songs that they wrote were incredible. They were great songs. They're fantastic songs. They're they're fantastic songwriters. And they played Jackson's. Back in the day. You're a Jackson lover. I'm a big Jackson guy. Yep. And I was just obsessed with them. Like, I just, I don't know why why they did it for me so much more than, like, All the Remains did. But I just thought that their style was more my my mm-hmm. speed, I guess. more. And, and All the Remains and Bullet are so similar yet so different at the same time. Yeah, it's really right? weird if it you is say it out weird. loud. If, yeah, when you sit there and think about it, you're like, wow, those are two bands that at least me, I put on the Mount Rushmore of like metalcore, like original, like mm-hmm. the start of true metalcore. It was metal a core. true metalcore. Trivium, Switch, all Trivium, the remains killed. Yeah. As yep. I Lay Dying, all those bands that came out in the, the early 2000s, some yep. of them in the late 90s, but 
And I the, know there were some underground yeah, metalcore there, there bands, is, you know, and under stuff, oath, but, hate breed. There's some other stuff yeah. like that, but the the ones that really pulled everybody into that genre, right? Yeah. And Bullet for me was just that one that really did. Because see, I didn't really get into As I Lay Dying until I was in like college. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. I just never really got that deep into them. But Bullet for me was just, whoo! Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I had every single CD I had, and then when 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 we had you know iPods or or whatever, I had every freaking album on the yep. on the on the iPod and. To this day, I still have all their music on my phone because when one, and I do all the remains too. When one, when yep. one of those songs come on, I'm like, mm, I feel like I'm 15 again, bro, and yep. I'm losing my shit. Yep. So, well, yeah, we just got off on a little tangent. So, in doing that, well, I mean, we're talking about what we've all been listening to, and I forgot that band name already. Dying Wish is that what it Dying was? Wish? Torn okay. from your silhouette. Yeah. So was the was the single I sent? I have been in. You're gonna. I, I haven't sent y'all everything I've been listening to. Bring it. I've been in a deathcore vibe lately. Okay. Okay. So you have been. I have been. So, uh, Dying Wish is one that I've been jamming their shit. They have a female vocalist, and the last deathcore band that I listened to also had a female vocalist, Arch Enemy. If any of you mm. are some of the uh, the big deathcore fans out there, death metal fans, I was a I, I used to be a huge Arch Enemy fan. I don't listen to them as much as I used to, but so Dying Wish, I've been jamming them. Anybody that's listening to this has been. Or at least has heard of Slaughter to Prevail yep. out of Russia. Those dudes fucking jam. And I have been It's I've, like a modern feel to it, it as is. well. But yeah. if you listen to their lyrics, what lyrics of what lyrics are in English, they're like really like peace and anti war and that okay. kind of shit. Like their song nineteen eighty four, which is like my favorite right now, is very anti war. And they just fucking jam, dude. Ivan the Terrible is what their front man front man's called. And he is the nastiest howler I've ever heard. Yeah, just he ugh, disgusting. So yeah, I've been in a deathcore vibe, but <laughs> I've also been listening to a lot of uh, Matchbox Twenty. Beautiful. Uh, Lifehouse. Rob Thomas is a fucking legend. Yeah. So I've been in a big all all alternative rock Sweet. or whatever Sweet. you want to classify them as. And uh, you still haven't got into movements yet. I don't know why. I I just you haven't sent their music in a long time, we so haven't, I haven't. Yeah. yeah. So that's me another and Tyler need... kind of know to not send movements in that chat because we never know <laughs> if you're going to listen to it or not. That's fair, but I have been in a, a bit of an alternate um, uh, rock kind of vibe because it's good. If, if you listen to it's feel good stuff, man, it's feel good shit. Yep. And you know, I'll go from from some deathcore to this this past week. It's just been from deathcore to alt music, deathcore to alt music, and and um, Matchbox Twenty is my absolute favorite of that genre, but mm-hmm. I do love Lifehouse. I do love Fuel. I was so never I a big Goo Goo Dolls fan. Third Eye yeah, Blind? Yeah, I do love Third yeah. Eye Blind. Yeah, my parents sure, were right. big Third Eye Blind fans. Okay. Um, but, see, like, I was never a big Goo Goo Dolls fan. Uh, we told y'all we listen to everything. Yeah, we do. Um, So, I, I was never a huge Goo Goo Dolls fan, but they're in that vein, too, and obviously a legendary band. And mm-hmm. they have some good songs. Mm-hmm. You love Train. I absolutely love Train's Train. a band that yep. you could put in that that yep. too. Uh, the Fray is another the Fray. another great Woo! great. But you Fray like the might Fray, be my favorite. I do like the Fray. Yeah, the, the Fray. Fray. I like their. I like how they incorporate piano into rock. I do too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I'm a big Elton John fan. Uh huh. If you want to go way back and talk about piano and rock music. Yeah. And I, I I love Elton John. My dad was a big Elton John fan. Um, yep. Benny and the Jets was like his favorite song and album from Elton John. So. 
I love incorporating piano into rock. So if you listen to like Jerry Lee Lewis, have you ever heard of him? I don't. He was he was a a rock musician, piano player. You know, toured with Elvis and Johnny Cash and all those guys back in the day. Great Balls of Fire. That's a Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, okay. So, but they called him the Killer. He was crazy. But anyways, he married a he married like his thirteen year old cousin. Dude was wild. Yeah, dude was wild. So, but he started doing some country stuff, right? And he just had this attitude about him and he was such a talented songwriter and, and was multi-genre and all that. So again, Tyler, your, your sentiment of including piano and rock music. I, I absolutely love because yeah. piano is an instrument I think is so hard to play. And, and it is a bitch. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I've been in a, what's crazy. If I'm not mistaken, I know Derek was kind of explaining it. It would have been a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, the piano would be simpler than a guitar so it is simpler to understand okay. harder to play fair no wonder i can't the reason play that damn thing. the reason being is you know we talked a little bit about music theory on here before and it was you got 12 notes mm-hmm. well those 12 notes are laid out in this very linear format you just i mean it's right there but to do anything interesting with it you have to do shit with your hands that are not natural. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and mm. I play, look, I play bass, I play guitar, but I have to use my hands in a completely different way on the piano than I do on those instruments. And the way that each hand can sometimes be doing the same thing, but the motion and, and the finger position is so different <clears throat> on each hand yeah. and you don't know what the fuck you're going to be doing you might be building chords with your left hand on one song and your right hand on another and it gets fucking wild so so in the essence of loving piano i love stevie wonder too oh yeah um very superstitious mm. that shit gets me going mm. riding's on the wall yeah exactly so tyler <laughs> i'm gonna recommend i'm gonna recommend a country artist to you right now okay that's no longer living Oh wait, is he still alive? He might still be alive. He might. I, I, I might. I might have just fucked that up. He might still be alive. I'm not sure. Y'all tell us if he's alive or not. Ronnie Millsap is his name. I know that name. But okay, so Ronnie Millsap was real big in the '80s and the '90s, and he was a country artist. That was a. He was blind. He was a piano player, and but he his music was very rock and roll vibe okay. for for country music, and. My favorite song by him is Prisoner of the Highway um, and Stranger in My House, all that. So there's a lot of good songs by, by Ronnie Millsap. So if you like piano um, and that, that kind of rock vibe, you might like Ronnie Millsap. Uh, so check I'll him give out. It a, I'll so give, it give, a try. give it a shot. Man, now I want to jam some fucking Ray Charles or something. We sit like here and talk these... about music the whole time. I'm like, fuck, play it. Yeah, <laughs> play it. <laughs> play it. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, I, I've been, I've been kind of all over the place with my, uh, my music, uh, the, the past week. And when I, when I go home tonight, I'm probably going to listen to Ronnie Millsap. So, uh, <laughs> we were talking about, talking about pianos. He got me wanting to listen to piano. So, well, boys, let's, let's hop right into heavy metal hot takes because, um, I'm sure we'll have some good ones and have some, uh, some, have to dedicate some pretty serious time to, uh, 
to talking about them. So I'm really going to piss some people Preston, off. Preston, I'm I'm curious to hear what yours is. Uh, Tyler always has a fucking killer one, so we'll save him for last, <laughs> like we always do. So, <laughs> Preston, if let's you hear it, all baby. hate me after I say any of this. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> you can get fucked. So I'm just double checking my own research here. And my hot take is that the band Architects is the most underrated metalcore band. You mean er, overrated? Excuse me. Whoa. <laughs> ha! Gotcha! No. Most overrated metalcore band that... Pro- like I don't ever? know of all time, but of recent, you know, recency bias, they're the most overrated metalcore band that I can think of off the top of my head. What's your okay. reasoning? So, it's not that I don't like this band by any means, because I do think they make good music, but as I scroll through my YouTube and watch all these videos, and as time has went on, I've seen Architects blow up way faster than some of these other bands that I've listened to. And maybe on the business side, they just did a hell of a lot better job. Sure. I don't, maybe that's the case. But it's like, why are these, to me, it's like, why are these guys getting the recognition and the fame and all this other stuff that these other bands that I listen to, and I know it's biased, but that's the reason for the hot take. Yeah, it's all subjective. Why are they blowing up and a band like a Polaris, like Miles of Flames, who have been doing it forever, or whoever else, just not on that level, and I cannot figure out why. They're not getting the same amount of attention. At all. At all. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah, I mean, so I am not an Architects fan. I, I never have been. I'm a fan, but... Uh, see, I'm still. not even that. Okay. So it's, it's you know, I agree with um, I agree with that statement that they're they're probably the most... Or one... I wouldn't say the most because I'm telling you what. All I see right now is fucking bands like Sleep Token and Ghost, and they fucking suck, oh, there's in my opinion. There's my, that's not my hot take, but I guess there's another hot take. I don't like Ghost. Yeah. They're not metal. They're not. They look metal, but it's not metal. It's not. Maybe there's a whole mess. And Sleep Token is it, sex rock. It's what it is. I'm not a Sleep Token fan, and you know what? Someone, it's, it should be called Sleep With Me Token. <laughs> um, someone I talked to recently was sending me some sleep token songs and I was like, yeah, I'm not a fan. And their response was, that's fair, but like their story's great. And I was like, well, I don't really care about their story. I don't <laughs> Unless like, you like their, their music. Songs. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get invested in the, who they are as a person if their music sucks. Like, it's great that they have a, a great story and stuff, but, like, I learned in in college that a lot of bands, like, if you don't have a story, it's it's really hard to get people to follow you. And so that, when you when you go through school for, like, music marketing and shit, they, they talk about having a story a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very widely used business practice throughout any industry you go through. Um, trying to grow a business, you you tend to have to have a, a good story to get other people involved. And so that's what they do, man. They're like, here's our super awesome story. Listen to our music. Well, okay. hey, well, I'm not, not going to stick around just because your story is cool. Jerry Lee Lewis... M- 
had an incestual underage marriage with his 13 year old cousin, but his music was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Your story sucks, bro, and it's kind of weird. Man, we started this with architects and we with got great balls of fire, baby. Bad. Let's go. But, but again, the architects thing is, I feel like they're one of those cookie cutter metalcore bands. And, I don't and, know. It, and maybe they are, yeah. like you said, Preston, maybe they're master marketers or they, they had a little money up front and they were able to self promote better than a lot of these bands are able to. I'm not saying they make bad music. I'm just saying that they get way too much hype for what they're actually doing. That last album, to me, I thought it sucked. It was worse than Dayseekers last night. They are Oof. easier. Which was horrible. They are easier to listen to for the masses yeah. versus okay. a Polaris or like Moths to Flames. They yeah. just put out a, a single labeled. Well, did they label it as Deathcore or what? It's it was all, on Apple like Music. Moss, it's it death, death metal core, and black death, slash black metal. It was yeah, death yeah. metal slash black. Yeah, metal. so that's not going to be as easy to listen to, and for, it's not for the masses. Yeah, and so that's why a band like Architects is getting more uh, attention because they're appealing to a, a wider audience. I guess, but it's like metalcore fans that I see talking about them. So it's like I would assume these metalcore fans. But Listen in that same sense, these guys too. it's almost like, okay, so like metalcore fans like us also listen to Secrets. Yeah. Dance, Gavin, Dance. Mm-hmm. They're different, right? It's not, they're not metalcore. Okay. So I guess in defense a little bit of Architects, it's not that traditional monuments, moths, whatever it's kind of like architects took amity affliction's place like the hype you know amity still has like a huge cult following though yeah yeah. like they still have a ton of fans and their music nowadays i think they just dropped something they did but i didn't not good i didn't i listen i heard it on tiktok today it's not good they haven't been good since pittsburgh bro but but i i just think that some of those bands are able to if we really want to go down the rabbit hole there is something about Ooh, every band we listen to that catch that catches us. We're like, mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. And then when another band does just one of those things, when when that person hears it, they're like, "Ooh, I like that too." So I think Architects has done a good job of. They're not original. I don't think anything about Architects is original. Okay, so yeah. they have done a good job of copy and pasting a lot of successful metalcore bands. Well, and Josh, their lead guitarist, he's a badass. I'm not denying that. But yeah, I see where you're coming from. It just yeah. there's a lot of copy I'm and paste in the genre just right jealous now. Jealous of the hype. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, and, and, and everybody listening, everything we're saying is personal opinion. Yeah, don't get upset. Yeah, it is. It's just personal uh, opinion. I, I'm sure I. We haven't done a, a personal opinion people. episode in a while, but yep. that's what heavy metal hot takes. Is I think for, I pissed so. off a lot of people. It's all good. That, but that's yeah. how yeah, I Architects feel. is extremely talented. They're very popular. They're just not our cup of tea. I think all three of us would kind of agree. Um, I've heard songs from them that I like, but it's not a band I go to to, they just to don't really stand out to me to really listen to. And I listen, I listen to albums, so I don't typically yeah. go and just find like one or two songs I want to listen to. I want to be able to hit play and you know get me through the majority of my commute <laughs> without having to fuck around with changing songs and stuff. And I don't think any of their albums is something I could just listen through all the way yeah. and enjoy. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and do mine. 
bring it. I think we closed that one out pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Bad Omens is the modern-day Breaking Benjamin. And what I mean by that Mm. is that overnight, they have taken over the metal world of fandom. Bad Omens' newest album, which is fucking incredible, and it's completely different than the album that came before, which was straight-up metalcore. This new album is so much different, and it's been out for since last year. But it it became an overnight sensation in the past couple months. I think. I mean, it yeah, was it, it was in like, like January, but like Just Pretend has been at number one on the Billboard for like three months. Ooh, yeah, I mean months. Yep. And it's like people are finally starting to realize, holy shit, these dudes are talented, and they write amazing songs. And Noah Sebastian, their 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 front man, is. And one of the most talented vocalists in the genre. And I feel like, you know, and I, you know, Breaking Benjamin might not be the perfect example of that, but like Breaking Benjamin to me felt like they came from, oh, have you heard of this band who, oh, they're, they're headlining stadium tours. Yes. And it felt like overnight. And they, Breaking Benjamin took over the genre. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Bad Omens has done that. And I'm telling you what, I'm fucking obsessed with them. And I love their last album. But I don't even know that their last album hooked me in a way that the the that the latest one has, I, the Death of Peace of Mind, that just absolutely drew me in. And there's there is so much different shit on that there, album. Yes, and it just oh my god, I don't know. I mean, I put it on repeat, and mm-hmm. I just I'm just captivated by it. And I I get why they're so popular now because the new album has so much shit that anybody. My fiance does not like the stuff I listen to and mm-hmm. she loves bad omens now mm-hmm. because this latest That's album the audience they've captured, but she likes their, he like she likes Noah's screams. Okay. And she never cared too much for unclean vocals before, but now she's like all about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. So that's, that's like an experiment for me because it's like this girl who, you know, this woman who loved, loves hip hop and all that kind of stuff and never really cared for that kind of stuff. And Bad Omens has been able to turn her on to a whole new a whole musical new experience. <laughs> and I'm like, there are very few bands that can do that. Yeah. So it, it, it might not be a hot take. It might be. But Bad Omens has completely taken over rock and metal music in the past couple months. It's awfully bold. It's It's a hot take for a reason, bro. I feel like it was Architects that did before. Mm. More, more on the metal core side, yeah. not just overall rock metal music. Yeah. But no, I I agree. I mean, the stuff that I've seen just floating out there as of late, it feels like. I mean, there's a buddy of mine I went to school with. He posted about Bad Omens a few weeks ago, um, talking about how he, how he loved them, and I'm like, man, this band did exactly what they wanted to do. They they attracted this guy that's a fan of rock and maybe some metal music, and he fell in love, just but, like a Breaking Benjamin. And the would. thing is, is so many people that I've talked to have gone back and listened to their older stuff, even their first album from 2016. They've listened mm-hmm. to that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this it's heavier, but it's it's awesome." Mm-hmm. So, and I've actually like looked at like downloads, and the the amount of downloads that have increased on their their first two albums. Is just mind-boggling. So them as a whole, 
have just exploded. They're playing not fest. They're playing huge shows and you cannot scroll on TikTok or Twitter without seeing something about bad omens playing a live show. There's so many live performances out there. And the thing is, I think that's great about them. They're probably better live than they are on a record. Whew. And they're on my they're they're next on my list of must see live. Yeah, because whew, I just I I can't wait to experience that live because they're very interactive with their crowd. Noah's voice is just serenading mm-hmm. live. I mean, even on a shitty ass cell phone recording, it sounds incredible. So, yeah, I know Tyler. It's a it's a bold statement, but so um, he's got something to say. Yeah, of course I got something to say. I'm opinionated. Um, opinionated. Got to pronounce it out, you know. Um, it sounded out. <laughs> we're from the sticks. Anyway. Opinionated. Um, so, hearing more of, of what you, you each were, were saying helped me contextualize what you were saying a little better. So, when you were saying they're like, breaking benjamin i'm like well no they're not oh i think i think i think it's but perfect the way you explain it explaining it the way that you did as far as you know a band that seems to fit in with all the other bands kind of on the same level no one's really took over the genre it's just this motley crew of bands out there and then just one pops up and shines and so I would agree that Bad Omens has accomplished that. And there are people out there that I never would have expected would listen to this kind of music. Mm-hmm. And they're, tell- they're telling me about Bad Omens. And so a real world example there, of why I think they're taking over the genre is kind of like Preston's experience with Greyhaven. Okay. And so... With, Color me intrigued. Yeah. 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 So hmm. I had been sharing Grey Haven in our group chats for like two fucking years. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a long time. And I've and listened these guys, to them since then. These guys would just be like, Kyler would just be like, nah. Yeah. I, not, yeah. not something I'm going to listen to. He's Preston, a little closed minded on some stuff. Preston would listen to it, but he would just be like, I'm just, I don't, I don't feel it. I always appreciated it, but it never like. You know when something just slaps you? Right. It didn't happen like until... And so, <laughs> <Yeah>. look. <clears throat> and so, look. I ended up getting uh, getting Preston into Greyhaven through another band. Mm-hmm. And so, when I started sharing Norma Jean to you guys, there were some songs that you guys started to get into. And already um, knew. And kind of already knew, but... You guys really started to get into Norma Jean with their last album that they put out. All Hail. And then with the newest album that they put out, Preston, you were a huge fan of it. Yeah. The newest? Death Rattle. The newest. Oh, yeah. And so... I was sold on Norma Jean after All Hail. And so shortly after... Yeah, yeah, shortly after that album drops, um, Greyhaven dropped a new album. And I feel, real quick, I feel like such a, a newbie... Or what? Because I know Norma Jean has been doing it so much longer before All Hail. But All Hail was that gateway for me to listen to that and then go all the way back through the stuff. 
and then continue. Yeah, so it was your it, it was similar enough to what you were already listening to mm-hmm. because they kind of polished some things up, changed their sound a yep. little bit. It wasn't as raw. Yep. Um it didn't sound like a bunch of dudes jamming in a room and just yeah. burning the fucker down. Um yeah, it did. It just sounded better. <laughs> <laughs> so you could hear it. <laughs> so from from the newest album, Death Rattle, from Norma Jean, and then Greyhaven drops a new album, and and Preston's like, "Bro, I I understand it now. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yep." And he was telling me how him being more into Norma Jean and kind of diving back into some of their older stuff, kind of that more hardcore vibe rather than a, a metal core. And Grey Haven would fit more into that hardcore format just because they are, they got a little bit of that punk to them mm-hmm. and uh, they, they are pretty raw. And so listening to that, that album you became obsessed, and you mentioned earlier that you you haven't been able to get away from that album. I have not. And so, mm-hmm. bad to get to my point for time's sake, um, bad omens is similar enough to other music out there in in like pop and um, like this new age of music being able to incorporate some some different sounds and a more polished sound and these. Very amazing clean vocals and stuff like that. Good melodies. But they're also doing this while fundamentally playing metalcore music. And so it has become this gateway for a wider audience Mm -hmm. to come in and say, we relate to this music because the vocals are similar to what we're hearing in other styles of music. Or these different sounds that we're hearing with like the electronics and stuff or similar enough to other stuff that we listen to that we kind of relate to it. And so they're just captivating a wider audience and kind of bringing people, more people into this, hey, listen to some other metalcore stuff. Listen to our older albums that were more metalcore and see if you like that. And a lot of people are finding that they're fucking metalcore fans yeah. and they just never they realized no it. Just what? like you are a fucking Greyhaven fan or a it took me hardcore two years to fan. It. And it just took you a while to realize it because you, you had to find the bridge yes. between what's familiar to you and what this different thing is. Yep. And without that bridge, without that one thing that's similar between the two, you really can't gravitate from one side to the other. And another example really quick um, – of of a situation like that, I remember growing up being into all these bands and showing my younger sister um, all these bands that maybe I think she would like. And a band that did that for her, that got her into the heavier stuff, but because we grew up around R&B and hip-hop, was Issues. Oh, yeah. I introduced... That's right. Mackenzie yes, loved Issues. She was issues. obsessed yes. with them. So I, I introduced her to Issues, and then... Her musical acumen and taste and um, just what she was after had always increased after issues. So a band like Greyhaven, there's been several bands that have done that for me, but a band like Greyhaven, a band like Norma Jean, a band like Dance Gavin Dance, which I hated at first, Mm -hmm. um, 
I feel like Bad Omens has has done that for a while. Like Tyler says, a wider audience. Yeah, I think Tyler did a better job of explaining my hot take than I did, and I think he made a really good point with the whole breaking Benjamin. Yeah, thing. well, it's just they it just I mean overnight just took it over, yeah. and yeah. I think that when a band is able to show versatility, they're able to change their sound and get better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a great group. Yeah, and that's why I think they don't they, feel like sellouts either. No, not at uh-uh. all. Because there is like, bro, artificial suicide is a that's almost a death core. I song. call that the, the motherfucker, motherfucker song. <laughs> yep, yeah, the motherfucker song. So there, there are still a couple songs on that record that are straight up metalcore. Then there's some that are like eighty synth techno. Then there's some that are like love ballads. There's some. I mean, it's just when a band is able to show that much versatility and be good at it. And become instantly popular because of it. That's what I consider a great group. And and Tyler, I think you did a fantastic job of explaining my own hot take. <laughs> it was long-winded. However, we got to the point. No, it was perfect. And <clears throat> bad omens. You you mentioned a gateway, right? Mm-hmm. A bridge. When I think of like gateway bands, right? Like for me. So I think back, a great gateway band for me was Godsmack. Okay. Okay, so I, I'm in the thrash metal, 80s hair metal, even power metal mode, right? Iron Maiden, Metallica, Megadeth, Rat, even Pantera, hardcore type mm-hmm. metal. And then here comes something like Godsmack. And... You know, dropped their first album in the late 90s. And I'm like, huh, this is like straight up attitude. This is like, <laughs> this. what is this? And and they were a great gateway band for me into modern metal. And another gateway band for me was Slipknot. Ooh. Because, you know, Slipknot's first album was fucking insane. And... It was just completely different than anything that I'd been listening to before. So I think Bad Omens is becoming that gateway band for the younger, a lot of the younger generation, but also just people who maybe weren't in that vein of heavier metal, metalcore, mm-hmm. that type of shit. And bands like that are, are transcendent. They're just different. It's, it has nothing to do with talent per se. It's just when you think about bands like that, you're like, wow, that they did so much for music fans and music in general just because they were able to bring a whole new group of people mm-hmm. to the genre. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know, Preston, what, 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 or Tyler, either one of you, what were some gateway bands for you that kind of brought I'm you? I mean, you know, we so talked many. about Grey Haven and, and Norma Jean. Norma Jean was one for me. Um, but, yeah, Greyhaven, Norma Jean, back in the day, All That Remains was a gateway band to um, the heavier, harsher stuff. Asking Alexandria. Crabcore. Yeah, it was a gateway band for me. I never, for whatever reason, I never got into Attack product. Attack. Devil Wars product. Yeah, um, you didn't get into Attack Attack. Never got but... into Attack Attack. Uh, Memphis Mayfire, the early, early, or it would have been the first album if I'm not mistaken. I remember a buddy in high school showing me that stuff their first album and i i apologize but i can't remember what it was um maybe didn't like it at first 
but Bro, gave Devil it time. Wears Prada still putting out good music. Uh, I'm sorry, I just they just dropped an album yeah, a few uh, months ago. A couple months ago. A few months ago. Um, Danger Wild Man still that shit though. Oh man, other gateway bands for me: Memphis Mayfire, Greyhaven, Norma Jean. My, uh, like I said, you know, mine was like Godsmack, yeah. shit like that. Like when I was real young, I just there's so many more bands. I know that, there was so. I mean, Tyler, yeah. I don't know what about you, like. Mm. I could go for a minute, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd say some of the first for me were the Chevelle, Seether, Breaking Benjamin, Creed, stuff like that. That's what started getting me into kind of a, a heavier level of music, and it was, I liked rock, I liked grunge, but what some of that hard rock gave me was just a little bit more oomph, a little bit more um, grit to it. And that kind of sent me down a certain musical journey with Screaming Evidence uh, when Sean and I first started writing songs and started trying to move things to electric. It was a lot of like the Seether and Chevelle that and and Deftones and stuff like that that we gravitated towards that helped us take what we were doing on acoustic guitars based, you know, on like bar chords and, and um drop tuning and things like that that we were doing on acoustic guitars and moving it to electric. And from there when we met Scotty, um he was introducing me to all that remains and kill switch and mm-hmm. bullet. And there was a, a point in my life where I listened to a lot of that stuff because I was, I was just getting exposed to it. Um, didn't really know what it was. I didn't know it as metal core. I just knew it as metal. Yeah. And you know, I got these fucking metal heads that I'm in a band with now. <laughs> that I really didn't know very well, but they were listening to this stuff and they were introducing me to it and I was finding that I liked it a lot, you know. And that sent me down the the journey of, of heavier music and, and metal and stuff. And that's when I started getting into like Under Oath and Slipknot and some of these other new metal bands, Korn stuff like that, and, um, you know, I really didn't travel down the metalcore lane until later in life when I came across uh, Of Mice and Men. Yeah. Of Mice and Men Ooh. is what uh, really sent me down this metalcore journey. Favorite oh, my God, time. absolutely. The Flood, that album yeah. is just... Oh. And I had found them... Shout out Ohio, baby. Yeah, and I had found them... A little bit before I met Preston, and when I met Preston, he started sharing all these metalcore bands, and then he introduced me to Kyler, and so then we all just hit it off based on the music we listened to. Um, Kyler, I guess, had actually been to one of our shows um, like a couple years prior, so he was already <laughs> he was already somewhere yeah. familiar. Like three or four years before you yeah. joined the band, yes. Yeah. It was over at the... Uh... American Legion. Yeah, the Legion. I almost said the VA, the American Legion, yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't until I met these guys that I really started diving into metalcore and heavier music. And, 
you know, I'd, I'd only found bands like Of Mice and Men and Norma Jean and stuff like that on my own just before I met them. So, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you a, a bit of a funny story, and I'm sure there's some, some folks listening that can relate. Something that got me into some of those gateway bands I talked about, like Drowning Pool, Slipknot, Godsmack, Disturbed, all that, were video games. Yeah, and oh yeah. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Like, there were so many, uh, uh, Crossfade, Mm-hmm. The old MX versus ATV games, ATV yeah. Off Road Fury games, all the, those games soundtrack was all those bands. Yep. And and again, I was in that '80s thrash metal, mm-hmm. hair metal. That's what I was listening to when I was ten, eleven, twelve, a little younger. And then I start listening or playing these video games, playing these these uh, dirt bike and, and ATV video games, skate skating games, Tony Hawk mm-hmm. games. And I start yeah, hearing... Hoobastank, Hoobastank is how I found out, um, or I oh, found Hoobastank. out Hoobastank by, uh, I, it might have been a Tony Hawk game or something like that. Yeah, so I mean, that 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 game, those games, you know, I start listening to the soundtrack, and I'm like, dude, this shit fucking jam, what yeah. is this? Yeah. And then you can go on the menu and look at the soundtrack, and it will tell you what they are. And I'd go and I'd... I would get on LimeWire. <laughs> I'd crash my computer. That's a whole fucking episode. Yeah, it is. I'd crash my computer downloading these songs that I heard on these video games. And You sure it wasn't with porn? No. No. No, I do remember, though, when I was oh, like Jesus. 12 and Dad come up, I'm going to tell you how to delete the history. <laughs> my dad didn't even look. look no, my dad looked and was like, before your mom looks, here's how you delete this. I'm like, oh, thanks, Dad. Appreciate you. We're, we're going to go on a, on, on Big a dick, slight. Small mouth. We're going to go on a slight tangent here. <laughs> That's metal as fuck. We're going to go on a slight tangent because this is metal as fuck, too. So, look, when. Uh, I'm in, a, really I'm in a family. I'm in a family of nothing but women. All right. So growing up, it was me, my mom, uh, my two sisters, and um, my stepdad. But um, on the family computer, oh, I adventured. I adventured into the dark spots of the web, <laughs> the deepest, deepest, darkest crevices of the internet. And I found titties. Yes. And I found ass. And I found all these dirty videos. And mom gets on the computer and finds out. And she didn't want to address me directly. So she tells my dad. (laughs) And at this time, I'm probably like 12. Maybe 13. And my dad had been teaching me how to play guitar at this point. This is when I really started getting serious about playing guitar and we go to one of my dad's shows and he chooses that time <laughs> to address the situation that's and metal this, as fuck look, oh it gets so worse it gets so much worse look so we're in the middle of a crowd my dad comes up to me and he's like son and my dad is like six foot four towers over he's me a big dude and he's like son you been looking at smut? I was like, I <laughs> said smut. Like it's nineteen fifty six. What the fuck? And I didn't even have to know what the word meant to know what he was asking. Is the thing I had no idea what smut was. You went, but I could uh-huh. I could tell that I was busted. <laughs> and I was like, no. 
sheet. I was like, yeah, because <laughs> I knew better than to lie to my dad. Oh, my face I hurts. knew. I, I knew if I told my dad the truth nine times out of ten, I probably wasn't getting in trouble. But if I lied to him, it was hell. So I'm like, yeah, I was a horrible fucking liar. And so my dad, yeah. my dad just kind of drops his head for a second and he looks up at me and he's like, son, you can't be doing that. I want you as punishment for your actions. I want you to write a song about this. <laughs> That's metal as fuck. <laughs> and so here I am just learning how to play guitar. And my dad's like, your punishment is you got to write a song. Tyler. About the lesson you have learned about <laughs> watching porn. Tyler, Tyler's sitting in his room going, tits, butt, ass, butt, dick, butt. <laughs> no, no. So I, look, I write this song, okay? And I threw a few chords together and I wrote some lyrics. Where and the I was chords like, BDSM? <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing my We're done. Joke. We're done. <laughs> Big no, it's so much worse. Small mouth. <laughs> it gets so much worse. Look, so my dad, I would go to his house every other weekend, and I would expect that I'm going to spend a good amount of time in his I'm jam to room, myself, okay? learning, learning how to play and stuff like that. And he would often, on like Friday and Saturday nights, would have his buddies over. His his music buddies. And so one night I go there. I had reached the deadline for when I was expected <laughs> to release my single. And he brings me up to his jam room and he says, all right, son, play me your song. And he's got six of his buddies in his fucking room. Mm. And I swear, dude, the only thing I can remember from that song is... is the beginning lyrics and it was a few chords and uh it started off i have been a real bad boy <laughs> you this is real this i is think real. i like bdsm <laughs> oh my god this podcast has gone completely off the rails it's so what a way to end season one. But, <laughs> but look, but look, I play this song and everyone. You played the whole my, thing? I played the whole song. <laughs> and what was crazy about it is all his friends fucking loved it. <laughs> they were they were so impressed oh, by my ability to sing and play. About porn. About fucking porn. <laughs> and how, how I was able to write a song about it in a oh. week notice. I had a week to do this, and I got a lot of good compliments, I and mean, that's when I knew I was going to be a rock star. Dude, Steel Panther, <laughs> that's all they do is write, all Steel Panther does is write songs about porn, so, <laughs> your, yeah. your dad just went to a Steel Panther show. <laughs> <laughs> I think my son wrote that song. <laughs> <laughs> that's my boy. That's what he would say. That's exactly what he would say. Okay. Uh. <laughs> well, my face fucking hurts. 
Ooh, I hope everybody got a laugh. Oh out of man, I never well, can't that. laugh at yourself. Look, if you can't go I back, did. I laughed at my own joke. <laughs> if you if you call yourself a songwriter and you can't write a song about, about your misdeeds, you suck. Tell the reason Nirvana sold any records. <laughs> <laughs> now Kurt Cobain doesn't have a face, so they're <laughs> not writing any new songs. Last I heard. <laughs> They got dark. They got dark. Yeah, so did Kurt Cobain's eyesight. Where were we? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Sorry, Nirvana fans. Tyler, what's your fucking hot take, bro? (laughs) So this is the first hot take that these guys heard before the episode. And my hot take is that NF. The rapper is metal as fuck. Alex, context for 600, please. So we've we've talked on this show about heavy as a feeling, and I have also mentioned through that conversation that I listen to a lot of these other genres and a lot of these other songs uh, from these different artists that I feel could be made into a metal song and it would fucking bang. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of NF's um, music could be turned into metal songs and they would be fucking ragers. Yeah. And I just, I get stink face sometimes when I'm listening to his stuff. And I think his style is very, very much the same as a, a metal head would be. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not like his wardrobe style, but like sure. his style yeah, of music and shit, right? So his musical style, I feel, is very along the lines of what metalheads are, and I feel like, unlike other rappers, he is talking about the same shit that we talk about in metal. Yeah, but he is a fucking lyric, lyrical, um. I don't know, genius? mastermind, genius, genius, whatever you want to call him. I mean, he is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. So, full disclosure, I had not listened to the album until tonight, and, and before we recorded, we were just hanging out, setting up the new mics and shit, and we were listening to the new NF album, and just listening to the lyrics, it's like, yeah, that dude should be writing metal songs. I mean, it's it's just very deep, it's very heavy, mm-hmm. Um. That dude, I mean, he is not, I I hate modern rap. I fucking hate it. All about gangbanging and bitches and whatever else they're fucking talking about. Mm-hmm. NF is rapping about real shit. I mean, that's Eminem level shit. That's, that's Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg level shit. Like old school rap. Like that's, it is real life experience, real life feelings it is something that me, being a metalhead, can listen to and and absolutely say that's metal as fuck. It might be your own gateway to that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Know? And and gateway artist. Rather, I than would encourage band. anybody that isn't hasn't listened to NF to please go check out his new. Yeah, album I mean he's big enough by now. Everybody's probably he's coming to Columbus him, too. Still. He's coming to play the shot this summer. Okay, so um, that oh might yeah, be, my buddy just asked me I was yesterday. Say, I was say, that might be July seventh. Yeah, July July seventh at the um, shot in Columbus. He was wanting me to go with him, and I believe I'll be in Myrtle Beach then. But. Yeah, I was going to say, if not, that might be something that you and me, uh, Tyler, need to hit up. 
Yeah, absolutely. Be a heavy ass concert. And I've actually heard one I of his songs. Um, I've heard one of his songs played by a rock band that we have actually played music with. Okay. Um, I don't remember their name, but up in uh, Newark. Okay. Uh, the show with Waste of White. Dude has. The long hair has a really high pitched vocal. Oh, you know, yes! It I was can't the show remember with Waste of White. Artifacts? I think so. Is it Artifacts? Was, but they, was they played the, with Bash? Uh, Muddy Creek Yeah, Saloon, with Bash. Oh, and they, okay. they play an NF song. Uh, and out, they play shout live. out Artifacts. We haven't talked about those guys on this show. It was at but, the Muddy Creek Saloon. Yeah, right? I don't, I don't yeah. know if they're still playing or not. I haven't seen any. Yeah, they have been. They have been. Okay. I've been talking to Kagan. So, yeah, I mean, with with hearing that music. Put into what I imagine it being when I listened to it, it was just like, man, that's fucking. And they they made that song heavy as fuck, uh-huh. cause they're kind of a metal band too. Yeah, I was like, fuck, man, NF can literally be a metal artist and write metal metal music, and it would be amazing. No, it, it, if if it's hip hop that or rap <clears throat> that I can listen to, then it's good shit. Just because that's not my genre, and I can, I can, and yeah. I like some of his old shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. because I mean, you've been sharing him in the chat for years. It's been a while. So, yeah. I mean, I I tattooed his first album onto my arm. Yeah. It, it made the cut. That's a hell of a cut to make to put on your body. Indeed, it is. I mean, that's a commitment. That's a, <laughs> I I know. I I, I get it, but. Preston, what do you, I mean, do you agree with uh, him being metal as fuck? I definitely see where he's coming from. Um, I see why it would be a hot take, because maybe people haven't thought. Because it's going to make people think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to make people think. Um, but if you delve into his, some of his stuff, especially the more emotional rather than the uh, the super fast rap stuff, like mm-hmm. you'll, de- you'll definitely notice. Even it. some of his beats with some of those, yeah, yeah. you know, faster rap, you know less singing more rapping songs the beats are like dude i could turn this beat into metal and it could Uh just be a fucking rap rock album yeah let's encourage a little listener interaction here this we'll we'll, we'll use this as the first heavy metal hot take that we we want you guys to do a little homework on and and give us some feedback on absolutely go listen to nf specifically his newest album listen to the lyrics listen to the song structure you tell us if you agree that NF is metal as fuck and, and could write metal music. So, there's a little homework for the listeners out there. That was a great one, Tyler. Mm-hmm. That was I mean, a really good one. I come, I come prepared. It was great. It was great. Well, you guys got anything else to add real quick? Um, I'd, I know we already kind of touched on what we've been listening to lately. <clears throat> but I know in our first episode, we did kind of a segment at the end where we said, here's here's a band we've been listening to, here's why we recommend them, and we encourage you to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So, either of you have a particular band you would like to shout out that you haven't already talked about. I got one. I, I have an up and coming like I do at the end of every show, but I can save that. Uh, okay. Uh, give me. Let me give you my up and coming. Give me something else and the up and coming. Okay, Preston, I'll let you go first, buddy, because you okay. got a good one. 
So I think in passing we had mentioned this band. We had also mentioned um, certain influences, certain influences of Screaming Evidence as well. And we have mentioned the band Deftones mm-hmm. very often. Yep. Um, something about the ambience, something about the heaviness, something about the um, diversity of the band. It seems like there's a trend of bands out there that are, that's what they enjoy as well. And they're trying to recreate their own version of that. And I actually have two bands really quick. I would say somewhat similar, but slightly they have their quite own, a bit different, quite a bit thing. different than each other. First band being the band known as Mood Ring. Mm, I love Mood if Ring. If you have not listened to Mood Ring, please go back and listen to their stuff because these dudes are the real deal. Um, and then the other band, a lot of people may have heard of before, and there's a lot out there that haven't, is Loathe. I knew mm. when you started yep. the conversation, those were the two you were going to bring up. Because they're fucking awesome. Loath is in my top five favorite bands right now. They, oh. yep. They touch your soul, man. Absolutely. And any kind of song they make, because they can do it all. And then you know, Derek was talking about depth. Mm-hmm. Both of those bands have depth to their music. Yes. Yep. Yeah. To to put it into perspective, Loath, like you know how Deftones would do a song like Sex Tape. And then they would do a heavier song like, I don't know, I guess you could say My Own Summer or name a heavier one. Control. Control, Uh, yeah. Control, Control, I think it is. Loath is so good at doing a song like uh, an example would be Two-Way Mirror. Yeah. And then a song like It's Heavy as the Head that something, The Crown or something of that sort, um, as well as New Songs in the Dark, which is kind of kind of a mix of both, but... Yeah, if you haven't listened to Loathe or Mood Ring, I highly suggest it because um, if you're into depth, depth tones, you're in. I about said depth tones. <laughs> depth tones. If you're into depth tones, you're into uh, what's the other? The I know that this would be more on the technical side, but the contortionist um, bands like that, I promise you, you'll like Mood Ring and uh, Loathe. Okay, so I'll give you my, first off, I'll give you my, my up-and-coming band shout-out that I, I like to do every week. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, Tyler Sawa, yeah. Yeah. So my, my up-and-coming band shout-out is a band out of Canada. Shout-out, Canada. Um, band is called Gutter King. Metalcore band from Canada. They They have a new single out called Blood Rush that's really good. They commented on one of my TikToks and and uh, and I said, well, I guess I better go listen to you guys, and I did, and I was really impressed. So uh, always happy to shout out up and comers. Uh, so go check out Gutter King. They are on Apple Music. Um, I'm sure they're on Spotify too, but Apple Music is where I listen to my shit. So Gutter King, new song Blood Rush. They got a couple other good ones. The, the names of the songs are escaping me. I listened to them today, but go check out Gutter King. Hell yeah! So. My band that that I'm obsessed with and that is in the process of, and Uh-oh. Tyler's over here fist pumping because he Uh-oh. fucking loves them. And Tyler can take credit because he's the one that introduced me to them. Uh-oh. Uh oh, we won't get into the story. But. No, we won't. But they are <laughs> they're getting ready to drop a new album. They do have a song, a new single out called Witch House. Band is called Stellar Circuits. Woo! So mm, yeah, dang. if you are into that 
I don't even know. I don't even know if you can genre. It's a them. tool field. It's, it's a. It's just. It's like ten years and tools. Yeah, had a baby. There it is. There yeah. it is. Yep. So the the song that Tyler got me into them with was called Nocturnal Visitors, and holy fuck, is it just an absolute jam? How did it take us so long to find? I, that that's band? what I'm screaming. Wasn't yep. it Derek that sent it to you? Yes, it was Derek. So Derek was listening Shout to Shadow Service Derek. first. Yes, so, yeah. he sent it to Derek, me. And then Derek I from episode it to four was the first one to even start listening to these guys, and then through Preston to Tyler to me, I was the last one. So. But you know, Nocturnal Visitors was the first song that turned me on to them, and then they're they're coming out with a new album this year. Their first single off, and that it's called, been a few years called Witch House. Yeah, yeah. So Witch House is, I mean, when you hear that super fast thrashy bass line in the beginning, you're like, oh, what is this? And it's yep. yeah. So <laughs> go check out Stellar Circuits if you're into that that tool. Ten years. Ten years. They even have Ta- a Chevelle feel, especially with the way that he screams. Yeah. Real raw, real raspy, really screechy. Like yeah, yeah some parts. It's yep. just yeah, yep. they're different, and they. I'm, I'm telling you, he's releasing demons with that scream, bro. It's they're different. That's just they're a di- demon scream. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yes. another reference to that video that I told y'all to go find and watch. That's not rock, dude. Go check out Gutter King. Go check out Stellar Circuits. T. Scott, what you got, bud? Ooh, All right, so I'm going to drop one that uh, recently popped up again. So the band is called Holding Absence. Oh, <laughs> oh God. We I talk fucking about love rock. Holding Absence. We talk about all rock. Look, so I found Holding Absence, I believe, through Loathe, because they done like a, uh, there's like a, there's a collaboration bind there. EP. Didn't Holding Absence do something with Alpha Wolf, too? Yeah, it did. That's what I thought. Yeah. Sorry, Tyler, go ahead. And so I fucking love Alpha Wolf. Continue. Through that like thing that they did together, I heard a few of the Holding Absence songs, and I liked the vocals. The music wasn't quite as heavy, mm-hmm. but that's cool with me because of what I listened to. And so I went back and I started digging through their uh, discography, and I started listening to some of their albums, and I would share them to Preston. Preston, I don't think you got into them for a, a minute. It, it took you a second. No, so I had got into that collab with Lowe's because I was delving through Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the song, and I believe it was by themselves, but it was on that EP. It was called Everything. Uh, Everything that song. Yeah, it's got a bass line that'll... Drop your pants. Well, I was I was pushing that to you hard because like it would it would get me in my feels. The yeah. first time I I heard it, I was on my way home from work and that song played, and I just happened to be thinking about some heavy things throughout the drive, and that song hit me, and it about broke me down. Yeah, yeah. And like it was a song that after hearing it the one time i i restarted it as i was pulling into my driveway and i sat in my driveway listening to that song again and it just it it hurt yeah and what was weird about holding absence for me was i got into that ep because they did that collab with loathe i got into specifically the song everything and then the album that had dropped after that I had got into, but it it didn't click with me for some reason. It didn't click with me. And then I would say it was probably three or four months ago, I went back to that album and delved back through it. And then 
now I'm a big holding absence fan, so I'm very great one. That's very a great one. fucking glad you mentioned that. They're great. That was a great one. It's lovely. But you got it's me a mix got, of everything. Yeah, that was a mix of everything. Yeah, hell some yeah. good shit in that. See, we are multi-level uh, musicians, multi-level music fans. So we're not just here to talk about deathcore and and yeah. straight up metalcore. No, it's we're, we we went from NF to yeah, to hell. alt music. I mean, Matchbox. We talk country music. We talk it all. So, but we are a hard rock and heavy metal podcast. But that's what, <laughs> that's what we love. So, well, I think a lot of metal heads listen to other stuff. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We're, Hell yeah. To a little little uh, arrogance here, but I think us as metal musicians, metal fans, are the most open minded, in depth, talented, analytical music fans in the world. And I will die on that fucking hill. I'll die on that hill with you, with, with you man. Like, Thank you. I'll erect a statue. I will uh, backfill the soil. Press <laughs> <laughs> is like, I'm going to watch y'all die. I'm going to watch you die, and then the I'm mess. just going to come make your graves look pretty. So, well, Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us for season one. What a fucking blast this has been. It's been it's been a journey. It's been a ton of learning. It is it is grown. A ton of learning. It is it is grown and and turned into something that when when we first talked about it and, and unfortunately Preston you weren't able to join us for the first episode with you know some uh, prior commitments. But, um, you know when we started talking about this, I don't know that any of us ever dreamed that it would get to the level that it's at now. And I think we're all eternally grateful for our listeners, for our friends, for our family who support us putting in these long hours for being away from Hell home. Yeah. Um, the listeners who, who give us great feedback, we've got five star ratings on all platforms and that's thanks to you guys. And we are, I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to get a little emotional, a little choked up here because I'm, I'm, soft. I I am, I am, I am a bit of a softy. My, my wife, my, or sorry, my fiance would, would tell you that, but, um, I'm so thankful to all of you who have made this possible and continue to make this possible because you guys give us the 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 reason to continue to do this to do it better to invest the time invest the money yep. invest the thought process that it takes that we put into every episode and you know going out and getting guests and it's it's all because of you guys the listeners so i'm 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 keeping my emotions contained here for a minute i'm going to let one of these two guys talk before i start getting real emotional here so yeah so I think the coolest thing about this thus far has been me and Kyler had the idea years ago of doing, because we're big Ohio State Buckeye fans. Yeah, we were going to do a sports pod. We wanted to do a sports podcast. And then me and Tyler, we had we wanted to do a music podcast. It's been two years ago yeah. that we had these in-depth conversations about doing it. And we never started. We didn't take a leap forward. We never stuck our foot in the water to do it. And here we are two years later. And the coolest thing about this podcast was a message from Kyler in our group chat one day about, guys, I want to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. And Tyler said, I'm down. And obviously I agreed and would love to do a podcast. Well, that fucking night, they decided to jump and do a podcast. Unfortunately, I wasn't available um, but that's exactly how this thing started. It was, it was, a, it was a single, it was two texts between two or three texts. Like, yo, let's do this shit. <laughs> so if I can give 
any advice to anybody out there that has any sort of aspirations in regards to their own their own dreams, their own things that they want to pursue. And I know it's ironic because me and Tyler had sat here and mentioned and gave bands advice to um, get prepped and get everything squared away and um, don't worry about playing all these shows. The ironic side of it, the other, the opposite I would give the advice is just start. Yeah. Just start. You're, you're yeah. never, you're never going to know. We're six episodes deep. I, I mean, we're, we're, we are in, I don't know. I've lost count of how many states, three or four different countries. It's, I mean, you don't know until you try. Yeah. No and I, I, I would have never dreamed that we would be sitting here on episode six, getting ready to start season two with a fucking bang and 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 doing a website doing merch doing you know i don't want to give away too much of season two but we got some big shit coming mm -hmm. and i wouldn't if you'd asked me this six weeks ago i'd have been like man we're just doing this because we want to talk about music we want to mm -hmm. we just want to talk music on a mic that's all yeah. that's it no it, it, we have we have been able to because of you guys the listener we have been able to share our love and passion for music with you and and you guys have resonated with that and have helped us propel this to not just a, a podcast but a full-blown brand and platform where people can come and express their their love for music and i'm i'm so thankful for that because this started off as literally just a yo let's do a podcast and now it's it's becoming what it's becoming it's going to be a, it's a brand it's it's because of you guys so i'm 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 so fucking thankful for that so Tyler. Yeah, so Preston and I, when Preston first joined the band, um, Screaming Evidence hadn't been doing a whole lot for about a year or two. We, we'd play a few shows. We we were writing some new music, kind of in that stage of, of transitioning styles a little bit. We started writing some, some heavier stuff. And um, so we really weren't doing much on the business side. And when Preston joined, for me, it was really cool to have someone else in the band that was interested in learning about the business side of things. Because Preston and I had worked together for a while, and we talked a lot about business and mindset and stuff like that based around the industry that we were in. And so we started translating those conversations into band stuff because he got to the point where he had learned the songs. He we started playing some shows and now he was wanting to learn more about this business side and how to do something, you know, with this band because he fell in love with playing music out, out live as soon as we started doing it. And it was really cool to see him glow up with how, you know, joining the band and this new thing for him. And it gave me a lot of motivation to start working for the band again. And at that point, Preston and I really spearheaded uh, getting into doing better, um, you know, getting better graphic designers to work on the branding, work on our messaging, got a new website. We started, you know, There's really more of an identity <clears throat> to the operation. Right. And then what we decided we were going to do was record a podcast following our journey through that process because we knew that there are so many bands out there that don't they don't 
have a resource they can go to that can guide them through what they're supposed to be doing to be able to get out there to play more shows, get out there to more fans, <clears throat> really build a fan base. And, and I say a fan base as in not just some people that come to your shows once in a while, people that come to every show, they buy any merch that you have available. They're buying your CDs and it's not just because we're friends it's because they enjoyed the music and they really wanted to support what we were doing and so we wanted to have a podcast where we can talk about this and um it was going to be kind of a, a way for me also to kind of discuss what i'd learned in uh school with music business but we never did it and the reason being is we we got the interface we got the microphones and the interface was also going to be used for band stuff, uh, which we ended up not really doing much of. And the I, the idea was really killed by COVID because COVID really killed the momentum that we had started to build with the mm -hmm. band. And right, you know, COVID hit right when we released Inhibitions Part One, and so we really weren't able to set up a solid show to release it as a release party. Uh, we'd done a couple like oddball shows and just said, Hey, we're going to use this as our opportunity to promote the, the release. And after those few shows, like shows just dried up. No yeah. one was putting on shows. If they were putting on shows, they were kind of illegal as fuck. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, that killed our, our momentum on the band. And so it killed the, the momentum we had in our discussions around the business and our, desire to do that podcast and then when kyler sent a message in the chat he he simply random said as shit. <clears throat> random as shit he simply said i'm going to buy some gear to record a podcast and i want to do a podcast about music first topic avenge sevenfold sucks <laughs> 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 and i was like so why are you going to buy stuff i i have everything that we need to get started and he was like, no shit. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm down to do do the podcast. Let's do it. And he, so then he was like, yeah, so when are you available? I was like, well, now. Tonight. tonight? <laughs> <laughs> what about now? <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty free tonight. And then he just came over. We, we let it rip. And then we got Preston involved with uh, episode two. We had a little better planning around that. And ever since... You know, it's just been nonstop conversations about what's next, what's, what's next, next what's what, next? what are we going to talk ideas about on that the have next episode? Up, it is so crazy. Just because we started, we, we actually did it. Now and we the ideas that have popped up. Whoo. And we, it's and so we, fun, we include people in those conversations and, and having, you know, having guests on and, you know, having Derek on episode four, having Ryan on episode five, it's been, it's been so intriguing to get those folks on and you know the guests that we have lined up it's fucking incredible and to hear their stories and to hear their you know their opinions it's that's what it's all about man it's crazy to think that 
a simple text message is the the start of all that, you know. And and I'm just I'm, awesome. and you deleted that text message. I did actually. Yeah, I I I was I was trying to delete a, a one of those automated text threads that I get from like the sheriff's department that's yeah. like weather warnings and shit. Yeah, I was trying to delete that and wasn't paying attention. And I deleted our group chat. So like six years of fucking rock and metal music and conversations being sent back and forth is gone. I'm a little upset about it. It is what it is. I'm not going to get in my fucking feels again. But I'm so thankful that we're doing what we're doing. And Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for all the support we've received because I never dreamed we would get as much as we've gotten. I mean, I've talked to people in New Jersey, Canada, Texas, Michigan, all over the country about what we're doing. And it's just so fucking cool. New York. That's another, I've talked to Mm -hmm. a guy in New York. It's just so fucking cool that people enjoy what we're doing and feel a part of the family. That is the screaming idiot show, because that's what this is. It's a a family. You guys are a part of the family with us. And we're very thankful for that. So with that being said, I think we're going to, call that a wrap on episode six a wrap on season one and and just a reminder after this episode we're going to take a short short break of releasing stuff for a couple weeks and we'll keep you guys updated on social media exactly exact dates of when when season two is going to drop and reminder of the the patreon piece for anyone that's interested go jump on that that wait list i've got a couple people on it already i've got a couple people asking why isn't it live already i want to subscribe now which is awesome Thank you so much for that. But we want to make sure we have content that you're getting <laughs> since you're paying for it. So, But go jump on that Patreon waiting list. You'll be notified when the page goes live, and you'll get full access to all of Season 2 all at once, plus any bonus content. You'll be able to interact with us, send us requests, all of that. So if you're interested in that, please go do that. If not, we'll see you guys when we drop Season 2, starting with uh, Episode quote seven if you will but we'll keep you guys updated on everything thank you so much for all the love thank you so much for all the support and until next time we are the screaming idiots peace love dove